Warning. This is not your normal podcast. Its purpose is to provide thought-provoking dialogue with a slighted perspective. Here we encourage influential conversations. Give us a listen, like and share. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome to CEO and the Doctor. That's why I'm wearing my like Mike shirt. I feel like him in Game Five and '97, man. <laughs> I'm gonna push through though. Well, you got your you got your flu game tonight. That's all right. We got this. We yeah. got this. So and uh, look, 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 hey, folks, we're here. Sorry for uh, for the technical difficulties. Uh, Facebook, Instagram was down yesterday, so I think a lot of that led into uh, us being locked out of uh, the Facebook account. So here we are. Yeah. So see you on the doctor live and kicking. Officially welcome you to season two, episode thirteen, March fourteenth, two thousand nineteen. Um, yeah, man, this week was kind of a rough week for me. You know, guys, you know my grandmother passed away on March second, so we had her services this past right. Saturday at home. Um, it was a beautiful home going. I mean, it rained like crazy, um, but they always say it usually rains on days like that. So, uh, but she had a, a great home going service. Um, a lot of my family turned out. It's been a while since I've seen them, so that was good. Um, but I think I brought a little bit of that uh, crazy weather from the Midwest back with me, man, because now I'm yeah. down here in Texas trying to dry out because it's warmer down here. And, boy, I got – I don't know what's going on. So it feels like the flu, but not really. So y'all got to excuse me tonight. I might be sniffling and might sneeze here and there. I'm going to try not to. <laughs> right, what's, right. What's good with you, Pete? What's going on with you this week? Uh, man, it's been raining all week, man. I've been, you know – Mess around fixing my old car, so I got some work to do to it tonight. Um, you know, just relaxed. Actually, Division came out, so Division 2, so I've been playing that. Me and Brian, uh, waiting on Gino to catch up with us. Uh, I had an absolutely do-nothing week. Hit the gym, that's pretty much it. been it. Oh, man, that's, that's the one that I'm trying to get to one day. Um, well, that division is supposed to be dope, man. I told you I'm going to try to play it this year with y'all, so I'll have some catching up to do, too. Um, but we got Jordy's birthday party this weekend, so looking forward to that. We just had like a little... Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. He, he turned four on Monday, so we had a little bitty thing there in Indy with my mom, dad, my daughter, and my sister. Um, right, right. But we're going to actually do his real party this weekend, so yeah. I'm pretty excited for that. Um, so that's all I got for this week, man. But uh, yeah, I'm jealous of you. I'm trying to get to that that take it <laughs> take it light life. Uh, oh, you know what? Tomorrow, man. Wow, I almost forgot. Tomorrow, I I officially raise my right hand for the last time as I take my last my dude my, my dude. last hand, my last reenlistment tomorrow. Um, so congratulations. Yep, uh, I'll have uh, four years and like two months or something on this reenlistment. It flies by, man. Yeah. It flies by, especially the last four. They fly. Hell, my last ten just can't seem like it flew by. So, yeah. uh, we'll be having this conversation. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Welcome to 
the free world. <laughs> almost. Almost. You're almost there. there. Trying to get there. You're almost there. All right, man. So let's go ahead and get the show started, man. Uh, we, we got a good one this week, like Pete mentioned. Um, you know, every week, man, since we started this news news, bro, <laughs> we cannot seem to get Florida out of the headlines, man. So we'll, we'll start with these guys down here in Florida. Like, yeah, man. Like we've been doing. It's almost as if, you know, we, we paying them to give us something every week. But I'll jump this one off. Now, now I'll put it to you like this. As a parent, you're a parent. There's a lot of parents listening to the show. Um, we care about our kids, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and if we feel that they're being slighted, um, they're being mistreated, as this parent felt that his child was being mistreated by some um, administrators at the school, um, he decided to show face. He decided to go up there and do something about it. Not my baby mentality, right? Right, right. But the brother brought a damn AK forty seven. You know, you know when when you sent it to me and I, I read it, I was like, man, and I, I read in depth. Okay, um, yeah, could I possibly? Nah, I couldn't. You know what? I, I would do a lot of things. I might go to the school, maybe put my hands on the on the, the administrator or the teacher, but an AK that that's pure impulse control. You got to have some impulse control. Yeah, man. So, so my thing is, and I and I didn't mean to laugh when I first said that because we know it is not something to take lightly with all the guns and stuff that we had in schools, all yeah. the, all the school shootings. That is not something that's funny. But what's crazy about this is that sometimes, you know, like you were alluding to, you know, our actions can get the best of us. Yeah. Now you're clearly, c- clearly not using your your right frame of mind. To think that walking up in the school with an AK-47 is going to get anything done, especially in Florida, where they've had several of these mass-type shootings. Yeah. So Clubs, I, schools, it's been shooting some everywhere in Florida. I will say, you know, at least he didn't lose his life in this situation. You know, like he's gunned down for bringing it. Because that yeah. that could have been how this story turned out. So, yeah. Um, you know, I did chuckle because I'm like, that's just not using common sense. Like, that's out of control. Like, last Zero. week it was the RPG on the plane. Right, right, on the Th- plane. This week it's an AK-47 I, I, I did not know I couldn't do that. Come on, But man. this this, this one here was, was, you know, the outcome could have been far, far worse. And no impulse control whatsoever. And it's funny how uh, impulse control will play a role in the entire agenda of today's show. Yeah, for sure. When you think about it. Sure. So, so that's the news. News, uh, like I said, a guy brought an AK-47 to school trying to defend his child because he felt that they were being mistreated. We clearly know that is not the way to get things done. Um, so, um, we'll just leave that there, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll just leave that there. Now let's jump into the let's jump into the flash, okay? Um, and I have one more entry for the flash that we didn't talk about, but it's gonna okay. be like. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm gonna start with that one. Let me start with that one. All right, go ahead, um, go ahead, hit that. So sticking with, with parents uh, and, and doing things um, for their children, uh, there's a situation, okay? Mm-hmm. So there's a situation where a black father comes up to the school because for three times, okay, his child had been lost, basically, like didn't get off at the bus stop, his little daughter. So he said that his son, you know, the last time his son was on a bus stop crying, hey, dad, you know, I don't know where my sister is, what's going on. And so this was 
the third time said it happened to this particular little girl. So he goes up to the school and he's throwing an absolute fit as as he should. Well, the school right. system, you know, basically was telling him in a nutshell that once they once the child leaves, you know, the premises, i.e. the school, and now is on the bus, that it's no longer their responsibility. What? So so he's like, What in the whole F are you talking about? Right. So, th- so you know, I'm watching the video, it goes back and forth for a while and like you know, they're, they're like, they're going to call the cops and this and that. He's like, great, call them so I can tell you tell them about, you know, what's going on in this building and how you guys are basically losing kids and then saying it's the parents' fault because yeah. they didn't arrive home. So, you know, I don't really know how that, how that panned out, um, but that was a story that I wanted to kind of tie to the one we just said. Now, he did this in a whole different manner. He just yeah. went up there and, and showed that he was not for the games. You know, he was not for the bullshit. He wanted answers for why three times now his child has been lost. But he had a different approach, and that was seemingly too aggressive for them. Therefore, they wanted to yeah. call the cops, something that we're going to talk about later. How, you know, people never really want to take action for what's going on, yeah. therefore, um, pass that responsibility to somebody else. And like you said last week, because you're threatening me now, and I can call somebody to to help you calm down or to leave me alone. You know, it takes light away from the real situation. The real situation being is that you know you're doing something to someone that's not right, not fair, yeah. not truthful. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, what I'm saying the other situation is now you're not holding anybody accountable that has all the accountability. I mean, once I send my my child to school, until they reach my doorstep, I need some answers. And right. so to lose a child three times is totally, totally unheard of, and somebody needs to pay for that, right? Somebody needs to do something yeah. for that. So I just wanted to throw that in because I remember I sent you that earlier in the, in yeah. the day. Yeah, I saw uh, it. So earlier in the week, but I uh, I forgot to mention that when we were talking about building the show. So, you know, we, that's that's all I wanted to say about that. I don't know if you wanted to touch on that, but uh, yeah, that just made me think about it. You know, one one brought a gun to school, clearly not going to get their point across the get their point across the right way. Yeah, the not other the one damn just, sure not the right yeah, way. The other one just raised a lot of hell and was like, "Yeah, we're not going for that type of shit. I need some answers." And he still ultimately got the cops called on him. So yeah, uh, and and everything to me, you know, what what these last couple of weeks of, of the various topics is, you know, showing me that, um, people have poor impulse control. Um, as we dig further into today's topic, it, uh, you'll see different, uh, instances where impulse control would have saved or changed the situation in, in every case that we're going to cover. So that being said, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure of, I know you, we, you and I talked about this varsity blues college scam. Right. Uh, where, you know, you've got well-to-do um, politicians, you've got school administrators, you've got actresses, actors. Aunt that Becky. Are paying off, yeah, paying off Aunt Becky from Full House, paying off, uh, paying this guy to facilitate her children getting into a top-tier school. Grades be damned. ATC, I read as far as this scam was so elaborate they would pay this man fifteen thousand dollars or more. In one case, that you know, one of the actresses paid a guy paid this guy fifteen thousand dollars. He set it up to where they took pictures of their child as an athlete doing athletic stuff, even <laughs> though they didn't, even though they they were not athletes. Um, they would set up test taking. Now they would claim that their their kids had special needs, so they could leave the district to go and test outside of the district where this guy had his whole scam set up. Had pre-test 
set up, had scam testers set up. This one person took the took the ACT 30 times, 30 different uh, instances for 30 different people, 30 different kids to get into these schools. So, you know, it, it's what it shows is, wow, you and I, our kids, we got to fight tooth and nail to try to get into the right school to get that right sheepskin. And they're just, hey, I got the money for it. I'm, I'm going to pay. So the Justice Department busted this guy and House of Cards came down. So there's more to follow, more to come. As this thing unfolds, we're going to have subsequent episodes mentioning uh, how this thing is, is panning out so far. So uh, they're still investigating, seeing how deep it goes, how many more people are affected by this. Man, it's sad and it's sickening because last week we just mentioned, you know, the, the young lady that worked her ass off and got 31 scholarships worth over a million dollars to get into yeah. school. So right there we were putting to the forefront what hard work can do, you know, and how it can pay off in your benefit when you put your education first. Then you turn the page a week and the Varsity Blues comes out. And it's like, you know, here's what happens too, and it's so unfortunate. You get put in a situation like that where a certain group of people are the offenders, i.e. the rich. And then yeah. it, then you have to look across the board. Well, look at all of, you know, the athletes. Historically. Yeah, historically. Historically, athletes, how did this presidents. come about? Well, I'm just saying, yeah. think about all of them. You know, like we, and I'm not <laughs> going to undermine anybody, but there's a, a couple wealthy individuals that had, had or have a position of power that seems, seemingly they're not educa- educated enough to hold the seat. Yet here we are, you know what I'm saying, thinking about a situation like this, and it wonders, like, you know, were they a part of an elite group of cheaters and scammers, and they were able to, you know, eat their way in? Or, or you think about, you know, college yeah. sports. Think about all the kids that we know can barely, you know, read and write to, you know, elementary levels, and yet they're playing Division I basketball, football, baseball, you right. name it. So, you know, this this thing... It's something that I feel like we all know happens, but then you actually get, you know what I'm saying, the case that says, okay, here's the clarification that it does happen. And uh, and then it's just like wildfire, and, you yeah. know, people just run with it. And, you know, and, 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 it, and it's sad because, like you said, you know, you, me, uh, Andy, everybody else, we're thinking about putting our kids in college or they already went through college, and we know what we had to do to get them there. And sometimes yeah. we understood, hell, even our kids were not truly ready for college, therefore maybe they didn't decide to go. Yet these people are just putting their kids in college, scamming the system. They just yeah. want that. They don't want it to, to come back on them in a negative way. Oh, Pretty much purchasing, purchasing yeah. a, a degree. They're just buying a degree. You're rich and, and, and famous and, and you know your kid is dumb. Can't have that. Yeah. You got to go yeah. to the elite schools. Oh, yeah. We know, you know your kid's not smart. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So this is a wild story, man. It's crazy. But, uh, More to find. I mean, the the example that I saw today was a couple presidencies back, um, a GPA of (laughs) high school GPA of 2.3. Somehow this person got into Harvard and Yale. Hey, look, I'm fighting tooth and nail with my son once he he enters high school to maintain that that 2.0 or higher so he can, you know, continue to play sports. And it's not that I'm trying to you know, downgrade educational value. I just understand that maybe my son doesn't care to to go go at it at school like that. You know right. what I'm saying? And, I, and that's totally yeah. fine. Yeah. I want him to learn a skill. And if he goes to college, I want him to be able to keep his grade to be able to play sports. Um, yeah. But, you know, he's not going to be, you know what I'm saying, the doctor, the lawyer, whatever. That's just not his drive. You know what I mean? Right. So 
I'm not going to sit here and have an unlofty goal for him. I still want him to be successful. But you're right. 2.3 yeah. doesn't equal Harvard or Yale. So I wouldn't expect <laughs> my boy straight. to get into Harvard right. or Yale on a 2.3. But, 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 but since you're, you're on that topic, man, you know, the, the realization that I've come to is not every kid, and I, I can use mine as the prime example. My two kids, while smart, they're smart in their way. Brian learns on his own. Right. Classroom instruction bores him to death. He can't right. stand it. He learns on his own. Uh, art, learn how to play the piano, all these things he learned on his own. Uh, and Rachel's the same way. I'm, I can sit in the classroom, man. I can sponge everything up and, and, and roll with it. So historically what we've done is push our kids into situations where they're not ready, they're not comfortable, they don't learn the traditional way, sit in the classroom, here's the book, this is what you're told. So, but, you know, when when I think about this, this Varsity Blues stuff, man, money rules everything absolutely everything. money rules everything Without you know I, and i'm i'm honestly i'm surprised that somebody actually caught this because this is one of those things that whoa there's some powerful people let's cover this up oh yeah oh yeah. you know so i mean i'm glad that it comes to light because i feel like those things have to come to light eventually and the chain has to be broken so who knows how long this has been going on um, but yeah. hopefully now it can come to an end so that everybody is on that equal level playing field again. And think about, you know, I don't want to get too crazy on this because we're going to talk about other things. But just think about how many kids were probably, you know, slighted or removed or didn't get in because they had to force one of these right. kids in. We talk about yeah. that all the time, you know, in the military for people who, you know, necessarily don't want to be in the military no more. And they take the promotion test and they make it and they get out. You know, ultimately they're taking that strike from somebody else. Yeah. Um, so it's not that you should go in there and not try. And I'm try, not trying to blend these two things, but if it's clear and it's evident that you don't want to be in anymore, then you have to be considerable of that. Like, okay, if I go in here and I make this this rank, then maybe I should stay in. You know what I mean? Because I did yeah. make that rank. You know, make so it count. yeah, so yeah, make, it, make count. it count. So, so to tie that back to that, you know, what I'm saying, hopefully now they they remove this type of you know absolute bullshit system. And now those kids that are were, that were getting that letter saying they didn't make it, and we don't know really why you don't make it. They just say yeah. we regretfully. The ones that are deserving. Yeah, it's just yeah. We, we regretfully to we regretfully inform you that you did not, you know, make it into our school. But now we find out I might not have made it because of this shit. Yeah. So hopefully maybe there's yeah. some some uh, some Damn. backlogging, some backtracking. We can get these kids back in or something. One one final thought. One one final thing to ponder in regards to this. When you think of how um, the the reverence of a school like UCLA, USC, uh, Stanford, et cetera, all these schools and, and more were listed in this in investigation. When you have these people that have bought their way in, bought their way through the system and to a diploma, really, how important or how prestigious are these schools really when you think of it how prestigious are they well they become big dollar factories so you, you think right. about it i think the average yeah. i think the average college four-year degree now is you know upwards of shit maybe three hundred thousand dollars for four years like if it's you insane. count room and board yeah. and everything and we're talking yeah. about somebody that goes away yeah. to school so room, probably board, books all that yeah. etc it, it's upwards of, of two three hundred thousand dollars a year well two hundred Two three hundred thousand dollars for that four year period. Yeah. So, you know, but if you're you're watering down your system based on um, wealth and privilege, how prestigious can your school be? Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Other than the title, yeah. you, I mean, yeah. you're going to lose some of that historic 
you know, value that was there because of the scam, something like this. Yeah. But, but you, you think about what's happened though. Like it's big business. Kids are getting out of school and paying college loans for 15, 20 years. Yeah. Okay. So yes. Yeah. I mean, I know the educational value is everything that we put our, our hearts and minds in and it looks better if it says UCLA, Stanford, Harvard, Yale, whatever over, you know, something, something state. Right. Right. Um, but I think when you get down to the to the bare bones of it, these administrators years and years and years and years ago realized all the money that's coming in at every angle, we might as well capitalize on it. So if it's yeah. athletic money, capitalize. <laughs> if it's now scam money, capitalize. These 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 deans, the dean of Harvard, the dean of Yale, check out and see what they make. They ain't making fifty thousand dollars like a school no. principal. Oh They're no. Not. No, oh, no, 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 no. They no, making no. big, big bucks. Yeah. And yeah. even the professors, the professors that are tenured and they actually, you know what I'm saying, are teaching at these prestigious colleges, they're not making uh, $40,000 a year. No, 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 no. And tenure, you, you will never lose your job. Right, yeah. So you will never lose your job. We know. It's, it's big. Yeah. Education is big business. And, and I'm never going to sit here and say, you know, kids shouldn't want to go to college and pursue that higher level. Um, but I just want everybody to understand and think about um, what – is truly happening in the world. Like, how relevant is it? Because why are the kids that are graduating with all these fancy tech degrees and all this other jazz, and yet they can't find a job? You know, pe yeah. people are starting to realize that, and then people are saying, you know what, maybe it's better if I bet on myself and I, and I pick up, you know, a trade or I learn, you know, how to be an entrepreneur or start my own business or whatever it is because, you know, I can come out better on the, on the flip side because even if I do take a loan to start a business, I'm probably cheaper than you know going, going to, to college for four years for four years yeah 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 all right we got a comment another thought is what degree are they are they getting how useful degrees in today's society except to line someone else's pockets or those government loans with interest right so you know we, yeah. and that's what Good i was point. just that's what i was just mentioning. thank you shane i was just mentioning that because honestly what we what i just said is like i know kids that are brilliant super smart graduated with their degree and just ran into him in the kiosk one day. Like I was walking yeah. through a mall at home and this guy was, his name was MK, it was short. I, I can't say his name, he was an African kid, but he got a degree in like electrical engineering. He ended up going to yeah. school for like five years to finish that degree. And I was like, he was working like a T-Mobile, no joke. And I was just happened to be at home with Lee. I'm like, MK, what the hell yeah. are you doing here? And right. he was like, man, I've, I've done internships. I've moved around. You know, ultimately I ended up coming back home because I, what I'm finding out is got to get that experience you have to fight to get the experience and these older guys in the engineer these these career fields they're yeah. not giving that up because the money is big so they're gonna ride that wave to the end end you're like they're gonna ride that wave until they they're protective of that yeah. shit and you know when you think about right. the, the conversation that gino will and, and um and gary had about the it field you know when they're they do their time in the military and they get out and they start to, to move on to their next career you know they, they didn't program through high school, like a lot of these guys. So they sit in a classroom full of kids that have programmed and they have in, in, instructors or professors that have, have taught this shit for years. They program their entire work history is right. IT. And they're looking down on these guys that have served the country, done time, and, and they, you know, they're trying to move on and better themselves in something else. So, you know, it's there's roadblocks, it's seemingly roadblocks in just about everything right. that when when we're told go to school, get a job. There's roadblocks in that path. Right. And really nobody says this is how you need to adjust to those things. But like you touched on, 
maybe it is time to start looking at betting on yourself, starting your own business, being your own your own entrepreneur, uh, being a, a you know independent contractor, things like that. So you sell your services to the highest bidder instead of uh, investing in somebody else's bottom line. That's true, man. So hopefully it's the end of the varsity blues uh, scam. Um, and I don't know what's to come of all the individuals involved, but it's just unfortunate. You know, everybody doesn't always have a squeaky clean past and no one is perfect. And uh, sometimes we find out the people that were on TV or the people that you looked up to for whatever reason, yeah. um, they have a, a, a normal human element just like everybody else. And sometimes that leads them to making poor decisions. And so far they lack impulse control, too. Yeah, they lack impulse control, too. This is true, man. So um, let's jump into the ticker, man, because this is something that I find um, will carry itself through the show. Like you said, we're going to discuss these in, in different, discuss this topic in a different avenue. Um, but we, we got to talk about, you know, the Russell Westbrook incident, right? Let's just jump yeah, right into in, that. In Utah. Yeah. Uh, now, he's got history in Utah. You know, last year during the playoffs, um, he got into it with, uh, with a fan. Um, and apparently, you know, the fans in Utah, I'm not going to paint, you know, paint a broad brush and say that all of them are um, demonstrative and spit out uh, racial epithets to the, the various basketball players. But in this instance, um, last week or this week, actually, excuse me, um, a fan and his wife actually were uh, spitting obscenities and racial remarks at uh, Russell Westbrook when he was on the bench. Um, ice in his knees. Uh, and apparently the guy and his wife, I'm going to emphasize his wife, um, were saying things such as um, get on your knees like you used to and calling him the N-word and some other things. Uh, now, after the game, well, Westbrook went as far as, look, <laughs> excuse me, I will beat your ass and your wife's ass. Now, Again, we're we're not condoning uh, you know violence in any kind of fashion, form, or anything like that, especially against you know man versus woman. That is not our thing. Okay, we're not endorsing that at all. Uh, but I can understand Westbrook wanting to defend himself in a situation like that. Uh, from 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 the lowest end, the NBA needs to do something about that. Uh, now, further further into it, they talked to the guy that um, was spinning the obscenities. He said he wouldn't say. Anything racist toward Westbrook. Um, he has no animosity. He was cheering for his team, blah, blah, blah. But again, this is where impulse control comes in. His Twitter shows a history of racism, racial, racist remarks, um, and a severe dislike for uh, Russell Westbrook. In one instance, his Twitter account, one post said um, he needs to go back to where he came from, hashtag MAGA. Um, I'm not going to go to the MAGA thing, but um, there's remarks like that throughout. You know, he got into it with uh, with somebody of color and the guy said, come at me, nigga boy. You know, so all of these things have been revealed. Utah Jazz is, you know, they, they banned this guy from life, for life, from coming to the stadium. So, <sighs> wow. It was a lot to take in. So what you find out, because like you said, man, nobody really pre-plans things right and then when you got your 15 minutes of fame sometimes you realize or forget what your entire life has represented like you said yeah. so what he did was give a complete totally bullshit interview 
after yeah. the game because they, they interviewed him and he was like, oh, you know, everybody was kind of just talking some noise. We were cheering for the team. And then, you know, some people said some things back and forth. And then before you know it, you know, Russ is threatening me and my wife. Okay. But then you say you do some history, right? You look yeah. this guy up. Because you, you usually tell your story. Like we said a couple weeks ago, it was in your heart when you said it, yeah. right? So cause a lot of people want to come out and say, well, that's not who I am. This doesn't represent me. Oh, bullshit. So when he gives this, <laughs> when he gives this garbage interview about what he's not and what, what it wasn't, then you come and find his history and it's like, okay, really? So yeah. you Fa- know. Facebook and, and, and Twitter has everything right so you know that that stuff was intentional you know that stuff was in his heart you know that in this situation it's very very hard to not believe russ russ when he says what this man was saying to him which then you know had him act the way he did now again i don't know if he apologized to anybody about anything but i will take this into consideration right sometimes an apology, uh, uh, apology is needed. And then yeah. sometimes it isn't. So, yes, he shouldn't have probably brought the wife in it like that, even though she was, you know, saying what she was saying to him. Not the I'll fuck you up yeah. part to the wife, too. Yeah. I'll fuck up your wife, too. And that, that, that to me. That is, was a little much. That was a little much. That's a little much. That's, that's a little much. Little much. Um, uh, but at the same time, you know, you, and again, we're going to talk about that. That's, that's part of our TPD. But there's got to be a way that you that you carry yourself as a professional. And what yeah. I want to say real quick, because there's individuals that are clearly siding with Russ, and then you have the other side of the media that is absolutely ridiculous, i.e. Jason Whitlock. It's always Jason Whitlock. It's always... Uh, My he's God. He's he from, he from around your way. But Listen, anyway. he from, he from, he's from around the way so close, i.e. he went to my school. <laughs> and get this, he shares my exact birthday. I, I cannot stand this guy because he says things that have... He does work for Fox, too, though. Bro, he says things that have no merit, right? So basically, he was saying, you know, Russ has to be the bigger man. He's got to understand his position. Fans pay their money. Um, anybody that's, that's, that's never had a remark like that, um, you're, you're, you're lying to yourself, Um the thing is, everybody's mind is their mind, but we only hear what you say. Right. So if you spout something out of your mouth that is clearly racial and has that type of undertone, then it's definitely going to be a problem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you, how are you going to sit here and x-ray someone's mind and tell them you know, they'll, they're lying if they said they've never thought to say something they just didn't say? Like, I didn't even understand his position. I was yeah. like, you're so... Up your fucking studio's ass that you can't say the right thing. Therefore, you have to make a case for the wrong. Like you yeah. got to come the fuck on, Jason Whitlock. Because I think it, it's his shit is just sheerly for the sake of argument. It's got to be. I'm, I, I have be. to take and and it's it's further it, it's 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 further theater if he as the black man takes the opposing side to a black man. This dude is out of control, man. So yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he loses credibility. He loses merit. With anybody that has any common sense, he loses it right off the bat. So I don't even listen to his bullshit. Right. Uh, but, you know, Russ, I think maybe he went overboard. I don't, I don't know how I would have handled it. I probably would have said the same thing. Maybe. I probably would have said the and, same and thing. I think, and I think that any person of any race, um, yeah. regardless of the race that, that's, that's combating you, um, so we don't even have to make it black versus white or white versus black. It could be black, black, white, white. It could be whatever. And I feel, yeah. I feel yeah. that 
that this someone is going to act the same way because look what you're saying and you're doing. And regardless, woman, male, whatever, you're probably in a situation that's heightened where people are just throwing jabs. So it's sort of like, why do I have to be the bigger person here? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it, first so, off... This man is in his workplace. Right. All right. You're talking, you know, it, his his sense of awareness, everything is is amped up. He's mm-hmm. in a in a game. They're trying to maintain their 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 position to right. get into the playoffs. All right. So here you have this couple come into his workplace and, and start spitting, yeah, and spit, you know, racial shit towards this man. Yeah. I, I mean, the NBA has to do something to protect the players. And yeah. what I'm saying is, there shouldn't. They talking about red cards and shit. We're not yeah. playing soccer where you're slide yeah. kicking people. This shit is like literally like if all these guys that are sitting around in these suits or they got those yellow. If you go to a football game, they usually have those, those yellow shirts yeah. on. What yeah. I'm saying is, if they hear something, okay, right then they should notify whoever their superior is. Hey, look, I just heard X, Y, and Z in section X, Y, Z say this directly. That's yeah. it. Good night, yeah. goodbye. It's That's over it. with. You don't get no uh, warning. Out of there. You ain't don't no, get a warning. Ain't no fucking, yeah. The game is too short. You're only there for yeah. two, three hours. How many warnings do you get in two, three hours before you have yeah. to go? I'm sorry that you paid $400 for these pair of tickets, but you should have watched what you said. You're these people are these these fans are not here for you to you know you can you can help with them. That's part of the game, but they're not yeah. here for That's you to talk about it. families. Talk right. about personal Kids, issues wives, and shit like that. No, because you, you don't do that. Yeah, what you if they turned around and said, fuck everybody in here, we just whoop your team ass, and your mama and your daddy and your kids ain't shit. I yeah. would, they would be fucking <laughs> fine to the end of the moon, right? Exactly. So We're going to spend you some games for that. It's got to go both ways. Something, it's gotta but go it, has to go, it has to go both ways. It has to. You know, so yeah, Utah Jazz. Um, you know, this guy can't come to any more Jazz games. And after his his Facebook and his his Twitter was revealed, Lord knows it's happening. Right. So I just happened to look on Yelp to see about the business where he worked at. They're getting killed on Yelp about <laughs> this guy's racist remarks. Oh, you hire racist people. So I don't know if he still has his job, but every every action has a consequence. It starts to tie together, which is funny, man, because we're gonna move away from. From Russ, real quick, because yeah, yeah, yeah. James Dolan, one of your favorite guys of the Knicks, also banned. <laughs> he also banned a fan, but basically, he banned a fan <laughs> for talking about you know Sell the team. selling the team, right? Yeah. So he was like, uh, "Your opinion is is so, um, I guess, aggressive toward me as a person. I took it yeah. personally." You know what? You ain't even welcome back into my stadium. One one of you is not going to kill the richest NBA franchise. Trust me. So no, you can't no. come back. So James, even James Dolan is taking a stance against people. Like you're not about to be talking shit. And we know James Dolan takes heat. He gets hell. Yes. So I guess he yes. was entirely fed up and he had to make an example out of somebody. And he just made an example of a fan. So that was yeah. Funny. He said that fan ambushed him. Right. He so. got ambushed. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah hopefully he can watch Knicks fans or Nick games locally because he is no longer welcome to MSG I mean all the dude said was sell the team right. it wasn't like he said you're a piece of shit owner right. sell the team <laughs> sell the team sell the team yeah, that was too much <laughs> Dolan got thin skin these days he's not he's Man. not doing that bullshit um well, he does have a CD that just came out too though you know he makes music Dolan? I'm not saying I heard that shit yeah Brian told me I'm like oh wow He's the NBA NBA owner that has a CD out. Shit. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Seriously? It's probably, it's probably equal to Le'Veon Bell's 
because Le'Veon Bell's CD was absolute ass. I don't know what that was, but the boy got paid. So let's move right he into got paid. that he portion got paid. of the ticker. Um, my Colts have done nothing. <laughs> okay. My Bears. Y'all they do signed, it. They signed a kicker called Blewett. Yep. <laughs> hey, you got Ha Ha Clint Dix. Yeah. You lost Amos. That was huge. Yeah. That was huge, that man. Was that, huge, that hurt. Huge. That hurt. That hurt. I think Ha Ha's going to do good. He wanted to play with his boy Jackson. Yeah. They go yeah. back to college. So that was good. I was hoping that we can actually steal Ha Ha. We need a safety. Bro, everybody in my forums and my Colts world is always talking about believe in Ballard, trust the process, yada, yada. Right, right. Listen, I'm not trying to be that asshole fan. I've, I've went back and forth. What you see, you see some undertones of, of yeah. racial shit. Because you, you can't even have a conversation without people getting too offensive and too hurt. So just because, you know, I'm, I'm hearing everything. Just because I'm like, we should spend certain money on certain players not named Brown and Bell. Because I wouldn't mind if we would have got them. But anyway, you know, I'm not a true Colts fan. I'm not a believer. Um, this, that, and the other. It's like everything that this guy does, I have to agree with. Like, when yeah. has that ever been, you know, the criteria for anything? But I mean, I mean fuck. Somehow, somehow, we just woke up from... 2005 to 2019, and everybody has to agree or else. Yeah, that shit is crazy. How the fuck did we find our way here? Oh, my God. Everybody wants to blow money. This and that. I was like, bro, we were in the divisional round and clearly, clearly were shown where we were lacking. And, and you guys have the most the money most available. Money. Second most money last year, the most this year. And yeah. all we brought in is second-tier free agents. Now, again, he's a draft guy. And he wants to build through the draft. Okay, but here's my only problem with that. I don't feel that you have enough veteran leadership outside of Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton to carry right. all of these kids you're going to have on the roster. Yeah. You know, there was plenty of guys that you didn't have to break the bank for. We could have got Amos. You know, he, yeah. he would have been a great fit. Clinton Dix would have been a great fit. There's other players that would have been a great fit. But all we signed so far outside of our two re-signees is Devin Funches. Now, I'm not going to knock him too much. But we gave him a one-year prove-it deal. He's a big-body receiver. I yeah. get it. But, I mean, we were missing way more than that. I would have yeah. rather touch up the defense, add some defensive pieces through the draft, and then, you know, receivers through the draft. I would have rather yeah. went out and got three you, you defensive players. Y'all yeah. definitely need, need some more weapons for, for luck. Uh, because, Man. you know, when you played, every time y'all played the Texans, while you did beat the Texans, it was still like an offensive struggle yes. for both teams. Yes. So, you know, and it was, it was, the offense was pretty much more one dimensional than I'd ever seen it. You know, if, yeah. it, if it wasn't TY, who's getting the ball? Yeah. I mean, so hey, look, you know, this is not all about the Bears and the Colts. There are definitely other teams that are doing The big Browns. Things. The Browns, huge. Odell Man. Beckham trade. Oh, my God. Massive. The Browns. Yes. Um, he pairs with, you know, his, basically his high school teammate all the yeah. way through college, Jarvis Landry. Um, you know, their defensive side got a little bit stronger as well. Their their and offense they got was tough. Hunt. Yeah, yeah they got Kareem Hunt. In. They still got Chubb. They they didn't lose right. much of anything. Right. They got better and better and better. So yep. maybe maybe their their fifty year, you know, <laughs> drought is over. Maybe. Uh, Landon <laughs> College broke the bank for the Redskins. Oh my God! Highest yeah. for safety. Um, let's see here. Uh, of course, Le'Veon Bell to the Jets. Antonio Earl Brown. Thomas went to the Ravens. Yeah, Antonio, Antonio Brown's traded to the Raiders. Uh, Eric Berry is cut. I don't know. He's a KC guy talking Chris Ballard yeah. again. Maybe he looks at bringing Eric Berry in for 
a cheaper deal. I don't know, but we need to do something because I mean, we still are sitting around ninety million. We ain't spent yeah. nothing. 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 <laughs> so, and, and and why are you gonna hold on to that much money going into the draft? Oh, let me and tell then you into a new season. Well, let me tell you what the forum says. The forum says we had to worry about the years upcoming and we gotta pay our own guys. And what they don't understand is there's an eighty nine percent rule that goes over a four year span. So yeah. next so next year, twenty twenty, um, that four year span is up. And therefore if we haven't by then used up that eighty nine percent, which right now we're sitting at about 77% that needs to be used before then, then we're in trouble. We'll be the first team that actually have the rule go against them, and then we have to forfeiture that extra money. Yeah. But what people think is going to happen, because really there's only two big contracts maybe that are coming next year for resigns, but they're hoping that Ballard, uh, well, we have some, we have offensive linemen, and we have, uh, there's somebody else that's notable. But you're, but you're not, you're, you're not breaking a bank for an old lineman. And if they're not a name name player, you're not breaking a bank for them. Well, you can you can sign them to a to a, to maybe a three year four year deal. So that, so this is what they <laughs> this is what they think is going to happen, because Ballard is this this Jesus that walks in Indy. They yeah. feel that he'll be smart enough to catch all his players in one sweep and give everybody extensions like like solid year extensions for three right. four years and then that cap would keep rolling because if you're extending without actually you know doing that yeah. new contract you're going to save more number money. doesn't change yeah and then change. Yeah. once we got those people secured then in, in 2021 maybe we go out and, and go hunting in free agency what the hell ever so I, as a co-fan i'm i'm die hard i'm a, i'm true to the blue so i'm still gonna rock with them but like right now I'm not happy. It is. It has nothing to do with Bell and Brown, nothing to do with Mosley, a little bit to do with Collins. <laughs> but there's a few. There's a few players. I'm like, yo, ha ha, man, y'all gave him a one year three million dollars. That's like working at at fucking McDonald's <laughs> in football money. One year, and you know million? what? This is this is him betting on himself. Man, this is him betting on himself. Sheesh. That's it because we had some trouble on the back end of the defense. Absolutely, absolutely. We had some trouble. So. You know, I think Ha Ha was a great find, but huge. Amos is a huge loss. Amos yes. is a big loss for us. Absolutely. So, but we're gonna see, see what happens. We're gonna have to just wait and see what happens, man. I mean, yeah. off season is always that that tenuous point where you see, you end the season on a good note. You know, although you know the Bears' season fell short, your season fell short. Uh, it's still a better than we didn't make the playoffs. You know, right. hell of a lot better than that. So both our teams made it, it, you know, made a run into the playoffs. So we got something to look forward to. Then you see little small bits and pieces fall off. It's like, ah, what are we going to do? Right. So I'll say, Coles fans, uh, let's just remain patient. It's technically free agency is only four days old. Ballard didn't yeah. really strike till week two and beyond last year, even though his strikes wasn't that that great. I mean, we got Eric Ebron. He second in touchdowns, things like that. But again, like I don't feel like he was some mastermind. And all he did was say, "Hey, man, you have a track record of potentially being a good player. I'm gonna give you a chance." And that person showed up. So that I don't really want to sit here and give him all the credit. Like the fans give him. Oh, he found Ebron. He didn't find Ebron. Shit. We needed a a, <laughs> a damn tight end, and he was like, "Hey, look, I'm hey. cheap." You cheat. That's like let's, that's, let's that's do like, this. That's like everybody from from Arizona says. Well, we had Kurt Warner. You motherfuckers signed Kurt Warner when when fucking cards sucked. When he was coming out of out of New York, 
And yeah. he, he was considered a wash at that point. And he was coming really to mentor. He was running the scout team yes. at the beginning for yes. Liner or some yes. shit like that. Yeah, man, I don't know. So we know how this is, man. Again, I'm going to try to 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 remain calm. But these, these forums piss me off. People start showing their true colors. <laughs> you start seeing their, their racial epithet. You start seeing a lot of people get b- ridiculous. So yeah. uh, this has nothing to do with anybody that's that's not a fan of their team. But I would just say... Speak your mind, man. I mean, you're if you're invested, hell, I'm a season ticket owner, season ticket owner. You don't have to be. But if you're invested in your club, you know, speak up, man. And this is everybody has a right to have an opinion. So if you don't like yes. something and that then gets you bashed, that just shows the immaturity of the other individuals. But hey, I'm gonna keep talking that shit just like I do on the show. So Dis- I ain't scared. Dissenting nobody. opinions matter. Dissenting opinions Absolutely. drive conversation. We don't all have to agree on everything. Fuck that. That doesn't make any sense. Right. No, there's no growth in agreement. Absolutely at none. At all, man. So none. That's enough about the ticket. So, We're so move check on. it out. What's you up? you threw one out. You threw one out last week. Well, early this week. Uh, the the second segment of news news, man. I'm not oh. touching it. You oh. did. Hey, I'm not touching the keto crotch, bro. That, oh, that's yeah. that's yours. That's your thing. <laughs> all right. So more news news. I'm telling you, it's like we paying the bills. You can't make this shit up. So <laughs> yeah, I sent you this, man. So um. As you may remember, I said a few episodes ago that uh, me and a wife are trying keto diet. And honestly, I was just trying to keto diet just to see if I can lose a few more pounds. I wasn't trying to make it a lifestyle. It's a very difficult transition, but once you kind of get into it, I think you can become it can become a lifestyle fairly simply, but there's a lot of planning, there's a lot of preparation that goes into it. Well, I was just doing some research, something came up, and then I, I posted it, and I actually got a good feedback on that post. But come to find out, there's something called keto crotch. Okay, so basically, what it is is wow. because you're limiting certain things in your body, and then your body is processing things a different way, and it's you know it's attacking fat stores, and you're not really giving it carbs or whatever. Basically, you're not allowing your pH balance in your body to to be what it's supposed to be because you're eliminating um, a vital part of the diet, which is carbohydrates. Well, come to find out, and again, I'm not a biologist. I don't really know how all this works, but Something makes the pH go crazy, and it's been said that, you know, females experience a certain odor down there. So, what's crazy, and of course, I'm not a female, but even in males, like, and I noticed, you know, my urine was rather strong early on into the dieting process. I was like, yo, this is kind of crazy. So, I can only imagine, you know, what's going on with a woman. So, I I brought her to tea, and she gave me that uh uh uh-uh face and uh she ain't ketoed since she just (laughs) whatever but no like i had no kidding friends that are you know biology majors things like that comment and they was like oh yeah like one of my friends um she actually wrote a paper on it she was like little liz uh little liz wrote a paper on it said that uh you know uh this is something that she studied uh, and it, 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 she basically wrote a paper on fad dieting and some of the setbacks with them. And this yeah. is one of the ones she said with keto. And she's like, you don't understand what your organs are doing and what they're you know, going through. Now, you may get that outside effect, that shell look that you want. But your organs are you know, kind of you know, going haywire inside of you. Yeah. And this is one of those you know, potential um, side effects of the keto diet. So uh, keto crotch, ladies. And guys, like I said, my urine was pretty strong. Um, so <laughs> it's something that you might want to think about, you know, if you're active with your partner or, you know, just, hey, just being yourself, 
you may not be aware, um, but you could have a certain <laughs> distinct distinction about yourself that's not always yeah. looked at positively. It's like, yeah, you on that keto, huh? You on that keto? See, uh, I, 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 I'm out. I got some things I got to do. I'm leaving. With, with that said, <laughs> let's just roll right into ask the doctor. So, um, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine, man, and it was about, uh, you know how we influence each other, how men influence men, women influence each other. Uh, so it led to the question of, do we endorse each other's, does, does the sexes endorse each other's fuckery, our bad traits? Do we, do we encourage uh, each other to do shit that we wouldn't otherwise do ourselves? And it could be indirectly it could be like um you know you want to follow your friend your group of friends all right so we're going to just because we're men we're going to just talk from a male perspective with this shit shit i'm gonna talk for both but okay talk talk for both <laughs> all right because we are we already know if if there's five women and one of them is bitter she wants all the other ones to be bitter oh, yeah. or if there's four girls and they're all bitter the one happy one they're gonna bring her ass down with them so the proverbial that being said, yeah exactly so you know as from from a male perspective, you know, we're always taught, you know, um, keep your emotions in check. You don't men don't cry. Men are always tough. All this other stuff. Right. Um, and you have a group of friends that, you know, uh, one's doing dirt. You don't have a problem with encouraging the other one to do some dirt or the other ones to do some dirt. Um, and basically our, our conversation came about. When are we going to reach a point where we encourage each other predominantly to do the right thing, to, to say the right thing, to open ourselves up to, uh, to life, to being who we can, we can, the best version of ourselves. Now, this is the one thing that I love about our group of friends. You know, we've known each other long enough that, that we know everything about each other. And we don't have a problem when we're on the phone or talking to each other. Hey, hey, dog, I love you. And bye. You know, we hang up every time at the end of every show. I tell CO I love him. And he tells me that that's not something that men are traditionally taught to do. No. So to answer, answer that question, man, it comes with maturity. Right. So, yeah, I think we can beat definitely. that into the ground. But I don't I don't necessarily want to hone in on that tonight. I find it that, you know, we are in those places in life where. <laughs> like. <laughs> And this sounds crazy, so don't don't get this out of perspective. But I feel like there's a a slight bit of jealousy for everybody's situation in a way. So yeah. if you're if you're that if you're that one that got married young with the kids and things like that, and yet you got two or three homeboys that are still kind of living a life, not really tied down, dating or whatever. In a way, you want to be a part of that. You know, yeah. you're like, man, damn, like what, what if am I, I just, missing? Yeah, what am I missing? What if, what if yeah. I just took my time and and let my story play out that way and not saying that I would have never got married and never had kids, but maybe I would have been ready. Well, the thing is, everybody's life comes at them differently. Yeah. Right? So to yeah. then... No doubt. So, no so, doubt. So to then to say you endorse you know, that fuckery because sometimes people have to live vicariously through you. 
right? Yeah. So it's like, oh man, I had a situation where when I need somebody, somebody, somebody's in the group like, dang, ain't you with such and such? Like, yeah, man, I know I probably shouldn't. And I was like, shit, why not? You ain't married, like, fuck it, go right. for it, right? It's, yeah, go and for you, it. You, you, you're free. You don't yeah. have, you don't have that that commitment. You don't have that contract. You don't have that ring. So do you? Do you? Yeah. So you find yourself living through that person, and yeah. it's like. Maybe this is the situation that I want to be in. Maybe this is the choice I would have made. But then you come back to the to the ground and you realize that the very person that you're encouraging then flips and it's like, shit, I want to be locked down like you are. I don't want to be <laughs> right. in these situations. I, yeah. I want to be chill. I want to I want to be happy. Hey, beautiful. You're trying to creep in here. It's all good. And the wife just got home. Uh, but no, so, you know, I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking like those are situations that play off each other. So I think that yeah. the endorsement is not something that is necessarily like evil. It's something no, that no, it's th- that's I, I guess it's kind of misconstrued on on how it's received because right. the one that that's in the situation, and I'm not saying all situations are the same, but the one that's in the situation going back and forth and the, and then getting encouraged by the married ones or the locked down ones. Um, I feel, I feel that he really wants encouragement there more than just gloating. I think that happens when you're a kid. Yeah. When you're a yeah. kid, you're like, oh man, I got, I got Kendra, I got, you know, Tasha, I got, and that's kind of, you know, married and people look up to you like, oh man, you know, such and such is a man. He all got all the women, whatever. Like, oh, but yeah, when you're he, older, you're kind of yeah. like somebody be my sounding board and be like, stop being stupid. Right. But you rarely <laughs> get that. Because right. you get the fan, you get like, hey, they still rooting for you. Like when you was fifteen, like man, shit. Like when do we grow up? Help, let's help each other. Exactly, and that goes and, back and, to season of change, man. It goes yeah. back to season of change. It goes, and and somehow, and it's not something that's ever been spoken between any of us in our, our group. You know, we got varying ages. I'm the oldest one, and you know, the next in line is like twelve years younger than I am. So. You know, all of us have different maturity levels and we've known each other for well over 10 years. So, you know, we've evolved into to being completely when you think about it, when you think about like at the year three mark, all the shit that all of us were going through the different places at different, you know, times in our our lives to where we are now. Yeah. You know, so but this isn't the case. This This isn't the prevailing case It's not the norm for most men type relationships, right. you know, like you described, you've got one that's trying to figure out life and one that has figured out life. And they're like comparing each other's notes. Like, man, I want to be where he is. No, nah, I want to be where he is and help each other out. Yeah. Talk to each other. You know, yeah, um, there's, there's always things that we can learn from each other that are not negatives. You know, and, and like you said, it, it comes from a youthful perspective when we start to endorse each other doing shit that we shouldn't do. Right. And once we mature and we become comfortable with ourselves, um, that to me is the main thing. You know, once we become comfortable as individuals, we can share who we become, our missteps along the way. Right. Yo, man, I've been that single motherfucker playing the numbers game. The shit doesn't work out. I can tell you that it does not work out. So yeah. find you one. If she's the right one, you make that shit work. Yeah, and I was you have to grow. And, and, and I said I was gonna speak to both sides. So just so just briefly, you know, we we know women. Usually, women are scorned, and maybe they do got you know that that man is kind of hanging around, but he ain't really it. But he better than having nothing. And he, she probably do get encouraged from her, from her home girls like shit. Go out and do you. 
the one you win ain't shit anyway, so whatever, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm not, you know, trying to class all women and all that, but we we know, you know, relationships genuinely are, generally, I'm sorry, are are sought after harder by women than men. Yeah. Right? So so men yeah. can get into this very comfortable uncomfortableness where they, they just... They seek, we surrender. Yeah. We they just, seek, we yeah, surrender. Just going through the flow. Like, hey, I'm just going right. through the motions. And then yeah. eventually it gets to a point where a woman's like, nah, this needs to be something. So what is right. this something? Yeah. Right? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? So, you know, at that point, you know, decisions have to be made. And I and we've discussed this at length, you know, almost to nauseam. You know, if you're not ready, then don't step into that I'm ready lane. Just roll yeah. back a little bit and be like, hey, look, that ain't where I'm at right now. But the moral of that story is, like, just like we're talking, I'm sure women have discussions too. Women have options too. Women are evolving to the men that we become. So to say this in a better manner to both sexes, I find that because maybe we've put them in such a tough situation, they decided to equal the playing field, yet we're only making it harder for each other to understand the other yeah. sex. And I find that if you're in that situation, talking about in the group, and everybody seems to be rooting on the guy who's going between two, three, four different women, don't be afraid to have that platform. Like, look, bro, if you really, really like this one, you know what I'm saying? You got to leave those old you, that old you behind. You got to step yeah. into a new light and get out of your shadow because it's going to continue to, to cast. And it might be fun. Things might be cool, but I guarantee you, you're going to run into a bad day when all this shit doesn't make sense anymore. When it or, all comes to a head. Yeah, yeah. you're going to it see yourself and your kids or something like that. And then that, that you're really You're ultimately you alone out. and you're ultimately by yourself. Absolutely. You know, you're ultimately without friends. You're ultimately without somebody that actually yep. cares about you uh, of the opposite sex that, that, that's willing to spend time with you. It takes you at your most fucked up level. But you oh, overlook yeah. that because you're playing the numbers game. Yep. And the same thing with women. You know, women, you can have have this one really, really nice guy, he's respectful, et cetera. But you're still in that, I want to hang out with the thug phase. Yeah. So I would say, you know, understand that your maturity levels come at a different time in life. And hell, there are even hiccups. You know what I'm saying? It's just there's things that we do that we're not proud of. And unfortunately, we're going to continue to face those. Yeah. Um, but you got to be able to pick yourself up, dust yourself off. And move forward. And if you have a setback, don't let that claim you. Don't let it own you. Just be like, look, damn, I slipped back into my old self. I need to dust dust myself off and shake back. Um, so I'm going to coin a term. Me and Doc have talked about this. We're just going to drop a little something and just leave it there. But uh, just understand uh, we're working on something. And uh, hashtag duality of man. We'll just leave it there. We'll just leave it there. All right, man. Dead on. Dead on. So now uh, we're approaching that hour mark. I promise you we're not going to keep you too long tonight. Um, let's just roll right into the TPD. And this is something that we had been building the entire yeah. show that we discussed a little bit earlier. So, P, I'm going to let you roll right into that. And then we're going to. All right. So we're going to go back to the Russell uh, Westbrook situation. And like I said, the guy, the husband. Um, that was spitting the obscenities at Westbrook. He got all the press, and his whole in his whole entire uh, social media history has been flipped and turned upside down, exposed to the world for everybody to see. But like Russ said, his wife was spitting these obscenities too. So, and it, it made me think: Does the fair sex get a break when it comes to racism? Mm. You know, when 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 they when they are the ones that are spitting the obscenities or doing things that are 
have been deemed to be racist. So we're going to go further back, you know, back to post-slavery lynchings. Okay. Okay. Um, The the, the majority of all lynchings were because um, a woman said, a white woman said that a black man or boy whistled at her, flirted with her, looked at her, said something, which, and after that, these people, these, these men or boys were snatched from their homes and they were lynched. They were killed for looking at a white woman. Right. Okay, now we're going to fast forward. We're going to fast forward. I'm going to drop some names. Okay, and these are, these are not, these are like cute um, hashtag <laughs> names tag that lines. were given. Taglines that were based on various situations. Barbecue Becky, Permit Patty, Pool Patrol Paula, Golf Cart Gail, Cornerstone Carolyn. Now those are just a few. Debbie Dog. We see, yeah, we see these now. We see these now. Uh-huh. Now. So I'm going to take you to the last known lynching, 1955. Carolyn Bryant accused then Emmett Till of flirting with her. Emmett Till was dragged from his home. He was beaten, mutilated, wrapped in barbed wire, and a, a, a fan was attached to that barbed wire, and he was dumped in a river. He was found three days later. Fast forward to 2017. Carolyn Bryant Donham admits she lied. On her deathbed. On her deathbed. So, as we see, and each one of those hashtags from what we've witnessed over the last five years, six years, they get a pass. They've been getting a pass. In these instances, these are what I would call modern-day lynchings or modern-day attempts at lynchings. Each one of those women that were mentioned with those taglines made it a point to call the police on someone of color. You know, I'm just going to be honest, man. You know, I, I was kind of leery about, about this episode because we do yeah. have a, a significant following, um, you know, by some of our our friends and, and listeners um, that are white women. And I didn't want to offend anyone. So so let it, let it be known that this show is not meant to, you know, call no. out a certain race or anything like that. But what I want to get into is there's things that are done in the open that remain silent because yeah. it doesn't have a certain look. You know, we're quick to call, you know, a white guy a racist or, or a black guy very, a very racist quick. or or whatever. even or even or even a white woman who says racist things. Yeah. Okay? But this is this is not about this. This is this is not about right. that. This is not about painting a broad brush and saying that every white woman right, is. Right. This is to say this is how I view this. Yeah, yeah. And, racist, and, racism is there. Mm-hmm. Racism is 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 in our faces every day, and in order to combat that, we need to be aware of it. Yeah, in all forms. It may not come with the overt use of the N word. It no, can no. come as simple as, "Hey, I see this black guy over here, and he's got a dog, and whatever." Right. You're using the powers that be. You're using this this the system of justice. You're using a power, some part of the power structure, to without even knowing what the possible outcome might be. No, no, I, I totally get that. You know? and, and where I was going with that is, you know, yeah. we go back to the homegirl, um, the reporter that told LeBron to shut up and dribble. Like, there's a certain way to present things now that you don't necessarily have to say the N-word or you don't have to right. make it, like, it's, it's very indirect. 
you know, yeah. and, and then when you call it, you know, most people are telling you that you're reaching or, or you're just you're you're overreacting to something that was that was not really there when actually it was, you know, you don't yeah. you don't tell a a a black person. Basically, he's not educated enough to make a real life realization comparison to what he's seen in life. Yeah. And therefore, because he has a platform that people will listen, he shouldn't use it in a way that he's doing because he's not qualified. Therefore, yeah. we pay you a lot of money by watching you, by you entertaining us. You should just shut up and dribble. If that's yeah. not a racist statement, I don't know which one is. And he, no, she didn't use you know the N word. No, she didn't she, have to. She, she didn't, didn't have to say something derogatory. But she used her professionalism to basically be that much more racist, her which statement, is scarier. Her statement, in, in in those few words, just demeaned. Absolutely, or, was her her attempt at demeaning him and basically putting him in his place. Yes, which it, is which is what we've seen in each one of the, each iteration of the yes. the barbecue Beckys and et cetera. Yes. That's what we see. Know your place. Know your place. You know, my place is everywhere. There used to, so, you know, you can't decide where I belong and where I don't belong. Right. There, there used to be a joke. Right. And, I, and I'm going to link these two things together. I promise you. Yeah. There used to be a joke that if a black individual called 911 with an emergency, they were less likely to get, you know, care responded to in a sensible manner than a white woman or white individual in the same situation. I.e. like they yeah. would come faster. So my question is, and, and I really want you to hear me out here. Okay. If I'm reporting something and you can just hear my voice and my voice sounds like I'm African American, yeah. does my plea or my case or my argument for whatever I feel I'm being, you know, being, I guess, unjustified for sound the same as a dog park? Debbie or barbecue Becky when she's when she calls and says, yeah. "Oh my God, X Y Z," and you clearly know that's a white woman. Yeah. Are you then more uh, reactionary? Oh, we need to get out there and see what's going on because there's a white woman that's potentially in danger. Whether those words are mild or not, but the description yeah. of the situation then gives you know that layout. Are we going to yeah. go there faster as mm -hmm. law enforcement, or is it like, oh, I'm just going to the hood? Where they have some domestic violence, but I'm always over in the hood. I'll get there when I when I get there, because that's the power yeah. that's happening when these individuals are calling. Yeah. We've yet to see a black woman, right, be named. You know, and I don't want to give her no hood name just to be socially incorrect. But she doesn't have a cute hashtag name. Yeah, barbecue Brenda or some shit yeah. like that. Like we've yeah. we've yet to see something. At least I haven't. Maybe no, it's out and, there, and, but I, and, I haven't and, seen it. And that we yet. won't. We and and here's this is this it it goes further than just these small instances that we see of racism. Mm -hmm. Racism in this country is systemic. It's generational. Absolutely. Okay? This is this is not something that this is. I want people to understand one very dis, one very distinct fact. Racism will last forever. Why would it, why would it ever vanish? It can't. It's it's not. It's not going to go away because we live in a diverse society, and we look at each other differently. And some people are are born and raised into this stuff. They they're born and raised to think that that black people are inferior or other races are inferior to them, you know. And that that's why that that leads to what we see when you have 
black people at the, at the golf course and a white woman's calling and saying, hey, they're taking too damn long, you know, get some cops out here or, or whatever the situation is. Um, and it's a part of it goes back to the lynching part. You know, there, there has always this is history. I, this is not my opinion. This is history. History has shown that there is a purity to to the racist. There's this is what their thought process is. You know, our white women should be protected. There's 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 some purity there that cannot be sullied by someone of color. So, oh, my God, barbecue Becky's on the phone. I need to go and save her. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I mean. That's you know, white supremacy at, the, at its finest. Yeah. They believe that and, they're elevated right. as a higher race. Um, but, you know, to, to kind of go back to your statement, when you said, you know, racism will, will never end, you know, I'm reminded of something that I heard a very long time ago. Um, and basically that, that quote was, and don't, don't ask me who said it, but I heard it. The quote was, you know, things that don't have a heartbeat will never s- cease to exist. Basically saying once it's put into the atmosphere... Yeah. That, that that's something that is not attached to one single person. That's something that's not attached will, to, to one single race. It's going to always be there because it was brought into the world and it, it'll, it, it'll never die because it it'll remain pervasive because yeah. it's, it's evolved from even people that, that don't have, um, that are not racist. They have biases. Yeah, and that's and we've talked about you know we difference. we've talked about we've yeah. talked about the difference between racism and implicit bias. Absolutely. So it, it's it's you don't have to be racist at all to look sideways at somebody and be like, yeah, from the hood, you know, and and that that's across all color lines. Yeah. We make assumptions and and generalizations about everywhere. people that we don't know. We do this every single day. Yeah, I, I'll put it like this, man. Subconsciously, yeah, we do it subconsciously. I'm not gonna sit here and, and and be fake and be funny and act like you know. First off, I didn't get onto my first airplane until 2003, right. but the world had painted a picture to me, or painted a picture for me that airplanes crash and airplanes crash into buildings, and when they crash into buildings, there's a certain group that may be responsible for that, and they right. may look a certain way. And in the black right. community, we're not gonna pretend like. Every time we have, we boarded an aircraft and seen somebody of you know Arabic descent, you yeah. know Middle Eastern descent, we didn't look like this or we didn't feel a certain type of way. So we always sit here and we try to pin racism on just a certain group of people. But we got to share one with you. We got to feel just, we've been there too. Whether we yeah. said it, you know, because the difference I think is, you, no one knows what your mind is actually processing until you allow it to come out but right. i i know i was on planes I, I had never in my life pointed to anybody of muslim descent or anybody that and said i'm not getting on this plane because that guy's sitting on there i've never said that right but i can't sit here and say that in my in my young days in my before well i'll say not before but in my early military days when all i'm taught is basically this is the enemy we're fighting they look yeah. a certain way i can't yeah. sit here to say I never looked over and was like, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's only been at that time, two, three, four years since that happened. Yeah. Am I in that situation? Cause I would be lying yeah. to say I didn't, but I never I let my there. mouth, I never yeah. let my mouth put me in that. Okay. You're a racist. You're a bigot because you said, yeah. fuck this plane. I'm not getting on there because you know, this guy's on there. I've never in my right. life did that. But 
that's what we're finding out that's happening. You know, it, people it, are saying what they feel and then they yeah. apologize and say it's yeah. not part of them. Oh, yes, the fuck it is. It, yes, it's it is. part of you. Now, just two days ago, two days ago, I go to the gym, the same gym I've been going to since 2008, right around the corner from the house, LA Fitness. And I go into the sauna. I'm sitting in the sauna for maybe five minutes. I start my workout, you know, I go in the sauna first to warm up and then I go work out. Um, and this guy walked in and he looked kind of shady to me all right older white guy you know and he had a towel rolled up the first thought in my mind it's just you and him get your ass out of here you don't know what's in that towel i don't know why that 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 feeling came over me that 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 worry that fear that caution came over me but it did and i acknowledge it i i i left i got the fuck out of the sauna I'm like, I'm not trying to be the first one to get killed in this L.A. fitness sauna. Fuck that. I'm leaving. I don't know if this old motherfucker is going to shoot this place up. Why is he walking in here with a towel? I don't. He had on jeans, T-shirt, whatever. It just didn't look right to me, so I left. And I know, in hindsight, that was my bias. Absolutely. That was my bias. But, again, like you, like you just so eloquently pointed out, you didn't speak these things. Nope. Just I didn't speak it. Nope. I made a decision. I just spoke it. I, I didn't speak it. I, I just made a decision to remove myself from that situation. Right. Right. You know, and every instance like you described that I've flown and I would see people, you know, that were of Arab descent, I'd look, I'd assess. I guess I'm not taking a nap on this plane. Right. And I was I would sit down. Right. I would sit in my seat. I'm taking my plane. Yeah. You know, but 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 as you you also pointed out, we are living in a time now where everyone, well, most people feel the need to broadcast that fear yes. broadcast broadcast that that misperception that they have in their heads that they've painted um, failing to, to consider what the, the potential consequences are impulse control it goes back to impulse control if you see something that that doesn't make you feel on that doesn't make you feel comfortable why not just remove yourself? I didn't. The, my first inclination in that sauna wasn't, "Oh shit, I got my phone. I'm gonna call 911. This guy might shoot me." Right. No. It was let me remove because myself. Right. While while my that would while my my thinking in hindsight was a bit irrational, that would have been over the top irrational. That would have been a lack of impulse control. I'm gonna go before we get out of here. I'm gonna really tilt the scales and say something on this on this topic before we move. Dare I say, because I, I, I do believe this in, in, certain, certain, <laughs> in certain parts of the country, let me state that. I feel like cops are put into bad situations because maybe it's not always their intent to respond with the same energy that the individual that called them out has. Right. Yeah, I feel yeah. that a lot of cops are at heart good cops, but they also understand who's paying their salary. And they also understand that in a few quick words, give me your badge number, their livelihood could also change. So if your actions don't give you, or I'm sorry, if your actions don't deliver what I want in the, in yeah. the event that I've called you out here, if you're kind of like, ma'am or sir, you need to cool out, like nothing's going on here, those people are minding their business, you jump back in your squad car and drive the fuck off, in the world we live in today, because everybody has a voice that is heard higher than sometimes it should be heard, 
yeah. one quick call to your station could then have you under review. Yeah. And that person can feel like, well, not only did I feel, you know, not safe in the environment, which is why I called you, but the cop then was rude. He was disrespectful. He didn't even hear my, my pleas. Therefore, he didn't help me. I don't like him. Yeah. And then what do you got? Because yeah. you know what? These districts, what do they do every year? These sheriffs and shit, they send out, hey, support your local sheriff department. Give us donations. I ain't giving uh, you shit. I don't like the I people get, in there. I get called constantly. Yeah. Y'all ain't do, y'all not doing what I want you to do. I'm not doing yeah. shit. So I feel like sometimes maybe even these cops, because they realize, hey, man, this is the difference between being an asshole and being called a certain word by a couple people or doing my job the the way she wants me to do it or the way he wants me to do it and therefore I keep my job. I think a yeah. lot of times they're in the situations, man. Because think about in those communities where it's predominantly one way. So predominantly white and you got a couple of black people. What the fuck yeah. do you think is gonna happen? And I'm not and I'm not trying to paint that picture, but I think that that's what goes on. Historically this is what we've seen. <laughs> yes, absolutely. This is what we've seen. So, you know, I, I feel that in some situations they are definitely put into bad spots and though they're supposed to protect and serve and they're supposed to have, you know, that that level of respect for both parties, yeah. I feel like they're heavily swayed because they know what could potentially happen to them in the event they don't act accordingly to the individual that called them out. And yeah. then that's just to me, you gotta have bigger morals. You gotta have values and standards and ethics because a person is a person and if i come out to a scene black white mexican whatever you want to be and i realize all you're right all you feel right now is a little bit of annoyance maybe you don't yeah. like the situation i'm right. not about to fucking then help yeah. you be less annoyed i'm not i'm Nothing's not gonna become wrong. your yeah. i'm not gonna become your weapon Perfect word. Your weapon. I am not going to become ways. your weapon. Right. Whether it's violent where, where, or just, you know, I can if, tell you to leave. Right. And if something happens, if 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 some if there's a physical altercation that I and that your the, the person that was was called about the alleged perpetrator, if we get into a physical altercation and something happens, the person calling is off the hook. And this speaks to getting that pass. This off. speaks to getting that pass. You know what's wild? Off the hook in the first one interview. To tell what happened, ain't that a bitch? Yeah. So, yeah. You, so you caused this, basically. Like we don't, we yeah. don't really understand, you know. what I'm saying how that 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 really goes. Like yeah. there's a level to this shit. Like you know, I, what was that movie? Um, damn, what was that movie? Uh, was it Crash? Remember, it was like six things led yes. up to that whole thing. Yeah. It, yeah. It's one of those situations. Yeah. Like I was annoyed at three fifteen because I I witnessed something that I didn't necessarily like. Which yeah. then translated to a whole bunch of other events that two hours later ended up in a person being killed because I called the cops on some stupid shit. Like, I don't even think people have the capacity in their mind to process how certain shit goes and how there's much fault that they actually may have in it. There's consequences to our failure to control our impulses. Man. You know, and I, I think back to, all right, what if I had called the cops on that guy sitting in the sauna? Hey, there's nothing in this fucking town, man. What the fuck you call us out here for? You're wasting resources. We're going to give your ass a ticket. Whatever. You know, there's consequences to all of these things. And that's just at the lower end. That goes back to how do you write the book, though? There's no way to write the book to to address these measures. So it's almost like a cop has to then come out to then say, all right, you know what? This week, 
I responded to a situation like this. So I'm going to tell yeah. you from my playbook, in the event that you called out for something like that, assess the scene, hear what needs to be said, make a quick judgment. We talk in yeah. 10 minutes or less and get the hell on. And get the hell out of like, that's it. Like that's how we're going to have that's to press. It. That's how we're going to have to press, man. You so. know, and, and each of the, the instances that, that I mentioned with the nice, pretty hashtag names, nothing serious came about. Uh, no one was hurt. Thank God. It, the optics involved are, for me, what I think that the, the takeaway is for everyone. You know, when you look at that situation and you look at the 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 stupidity of it, I'm gonna call the cops because you're on you're out here barbecuing. Am I fucking hurting you, lady? But see, that's just it, man. Because, like you said, nothing bad has happened, but it only takes yeah. that wrong right day. Right. You, where you get the wrong person on the right day that's not for yeah. that shit. And we yeah. often have to tell each other in our in our groups to be humble and yeah. understand that, hey, man, we have put ourselves in a situation where we're doing better than where we came from. And then, therefore, Definitely. that can potentially put us in situations because we live in nicer places. Yeah. And, you know, I remember Gandhi told a very, very, very eye-opening yes. story. yeah. And, you know, we listened to what he had to say, but we thought about that in a different light. It was like, that's Gandhi being where Gandhi's from versus understanding where Gandhi is now. Because Gandhi is a very solid, big guy that can then really provoke a situation just by saying the wrong thing based off the way he looks. Just like if you was to show your your I'm upset side, that changes the atmosphere in a snap of a finger. So those things we have to be considerable of. And it's never that you lay down and just, you know, not do anything. But to go back to my original point, the day that the wrong person is called and they're like, I'm sick of this bullshit. That's the day that we have a tragedy. And I pray to God we don't see that. But, you know, it's likely because these things are getting worse because they're still happening. Even even after these people are exposed all over the Internet, these instances still occur. Yeah. You would think after the first two, three, four five of them. I left off easily five or six different hashtag names, Yes. you know, but as long as we live in the times that we live in and this country f- continues to acknowledge its racist past and its racist currency, acknowledge that there is a problem, have an open dialogue, we will continue to find ourselves here Doctor, because all of these myths that drive racism all of these these different misconceptions that drive racism across the board, no one's taken it to the, the time to even discuss. We're only attacking the racist. We're not. Why do you feel this way? Where do you get this mind from? This this mindset from? That's true. You know, That's I, true. I talk to them. If if until we reach a point where there's an open dialogue to dispel these mis these these misconceptions and things, we will see this kind of behavior remain. That's true. Yes, yes, there are cross sections in this country that will always be that way because they're protective of that way of life. And it's easier, like 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 the old saying says, you know, it, ignorance is bliss. Right. You know, some people just don't want to take that little bit of time to, okay, hey, I don't know you. You're from a different country, from different, you know, nationality, different background. Tell me about you. Let's talk. Right. Have a have a discussion. We talk about this every every episode about an open having an open dialogue. Learn from each other. Learn different things. Um, Instead, you're dismissed. Yeah. 
dispel, dispel right. the myths, dispel yeah. the myths, dispel them. You know, it, I, we joke. Yeah, black people swim. Right. <laughs> true. I Hell, white people, true. white people eat chicken. Yeah. You know, all of the, all of these I, are I considered jokes. Yeah, right. all of these are, are jokes. They're considered jokes, but they're truisms. They, these are labels that have been historically given to us. White people eat watermelon too. That's true. You know, it's these are, are are things that have been labels that have been cast on black people for 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 centuries, forever. You know, but how do we dispel them? We have a conversation. We talk about them. It's, true. it's not so hard. Words words are not harmful. You know, it goes back to having, like we said during the, the flash, dissenting opinions are not harmful. Dissenting opinions are something we can learn from. If we just take the opportunity to sit down and have a conversation, that's it. That's all. That's true, man. Well, we got like five, ten minutes left in the show, so let me close the segment with this. Um, I would honestly say we need to start policing ourselves. You know, we like we said, the fair sex maybe does you know get looked at in a different eye than you know a male when it's something just like this yeah. happens. You know, I say you know let's police ourselves when we call it, see it, um, and then hold each other accountable. In all circles, friends, family, whatever. I, I mean, I don't care if that's your aunt that you look up to or your favorite cousin or hell, even your parents, mom, dad, whatever, whomever, sis, brother. You're wrong yeah. in this situation. You're wrong. You're, what you're doing right now is wrong because you're calling you know, the cops or you're, you're making a statement or something based on an annoyance. The cops are not here to individually pro- provide you security. If you want security, then hire security like rich people do. But yeah. you can't be annoyed at the world that everyone shares and then have a weaponized fucking ability like the other person. It's like being a mutant walking yeah. around a bunch of normal people. Hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, the reality of that shit is those cops are my cops too. Right. They're not just your cops. Yes, but are they? You know, but can I trust yeah. them to act on my behalf right. as they will on yours? That's but the historically, key. historically. We already know what that answer is when, when right. it, you know, so we and we, we've talked about that so many times. Absolutely. But, you know, it, it's it's troubling to I think that the perception is that because they're women, they don't have that same aggressive tone mm. that a man might have. But what's Therefore, funny? Yeah. You know, what's funny is that and, and again, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call both sides. We've seen women support their men whether they're white whether they're black when you see yeah. kk rallies white women are there when you see neo-nazis white women are strong yeah. in that just like that when you look at the black panther party that, that rose up in the 70s the black women were strong right next to them when you think exactly. about you know terrorist organizations the women are right there with them because they're committing to acts too so yeah. i don't know maybe it's because forever you know we always felt like men are the ones that fight wars they don't want to go off to war and fight each other and women and children are protected yeah. The world has changed because these women. Oh my God! These, a woman. Yeah, a woman these women fight wars too. These a woman women can't fight do that. A woman, would, a woman would never say that. A woman, a a, a a a a a woman would never say the things that Bullshit. that guy says. Bullshit. They're directly Bullshit. and indirectly Bullshit. in the trenches Bullshit. with their men. Yeah. If they support yeah. them. They will rise. Just like at that game, Russ said, the wife was spitting these obscenities too. Bring it right back you to know. that. Yeah, but but again, it goes back to the 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 point that their actions tend to get overlooked. It's they're less believable. Yeah, that's true. Well, man, 
let's go ahead and, and, and leave that right there. Hopefully, we'll open up for some, some comments. Uh, maybe they'll come throughout the week. Yeah. Didn't get many tonight. Um, but let's let's hit news. The last <laughs> segment of news. news. Man, I, I'm sorry that, that I was not able to post this with the, the post about, excuse me, about the agenda. But I, I came across it a short time after I sent the agenda and posted it. Um <laughs> I'm still laughing when I think about it. This guy, 60, he's been married 62 years. And for those 62 years, his wife thought he was deaf. <laughs> she learned sign language. It took her two years to learn sign language. This man did not speak to her for 62 years. This was all by design by him. Mm. He did not want to talk to her. They have six kids, 12 grandkids, all this. They got a life. They've built a a life and legacy together. <laughs> she just found out he'd been lying to her for 62 years. Well, hey, you got to look at the other alternative. The other alternative was divorce, right? So we know how prominent that is in our country. This guy just decided, like, hey, look, I made a decision. <laughs> I'm going to stick it out. But I ain't got to talk to her ass, so yeah. I'm going to just fake it. <laughs> Fake being deaf and dumb for 62 years to avoid listening to his wife. Listen, we know our wives or our girlfriends or our significant others, whatever they may be, they have the gift of gab. And they often want to talk about things that maybe we don't find important. Maybe we don't find intriguing. Maybe we just don't want to hear. Fine, but not so interesting. as, As their partner in this life, we realize that we have to be at the table and listen or lay in the bed and, 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 and go through, you know, the entirety of their stories. Um, and I think that's what, that's what makes a relationship grow. We've discussed that. Yeah. But this guy was just like, <laughs> Hey, look, maybe her, maybe her level of storytelling or, you Man. know, whatever was just way too much for him to handle. And my guy took a whole different route, almost took a vow of celib or not celibacy, uh, What's the one they take? Uh, silence. Silence. Yeah, the guys are like you know that are uh, are monks and things like that. Like he went that route. Like I'm just about to be a monk. Like, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not saying nothing. He definitely wouldn't sell it because he got six kids. <laughs> so maybe so, he, he would just sign that night. Like so it's, time, it's time for sex. I don't right, know so the sign they, for sex. They're going. But. They're going through a divorce now at oh. age 84. They're going through a divorce now. She said also in the divorce decree that when he, when she learned sign language, that's when he claimed that he was losing his eyesight. Oh, damn. <laughs> so, he didn't want no like, He was probably lying to me about that shit, too. <laughs> well, I, can, I mean, her whole life has been a lie, so I can understand, you know, her position and where, why she feels the way she feels. But, hell, shit, homie just thought he was just playing it, Pop, playing uh, it cool. Pop, Pops was there for the meals and the sex, and that was it. I don't want to hear shit Damn. you got to say. I don't even want to see shit you got to say. I Nothing. just want to know what kind of private life he had. Like, was he secretly still talking to his homies at work? He had to. Or when <laughs> yeah, te- he had to. When text came to. about, did he start yeah. shooting texts? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, that's a wild life to live. Like, I'm going to talk all day at work and come home and say nothing. Or did he even have a job? Because maybe she... Got him set up where he hey, was like, it, it doesn't even say collecting, you know, disability or something. This shit is it, wild. Yes, <laughs> this, shit was this is crazy. crazy. News, news, man, that is wild. Yeah, you, oh, and, and it just this shit just fell in my lap. Gotta, it's just like boop here. I so I had to share one. it. I had to share it. Got to post that one on the page, man. So that's the last installment of news, news for the week. Um, and I'm gonna close with something that was pretty near and dear to me this week. So I found something in your city, Chicago. 
I'm hitting the wrong. man. I'm hitting the wrong shit. Hold on, my bad. Um, so in Chicago, um, something very, very, uh, it just touched me, right? It's just something of the heart. So this woman happened to know this child and the child's mother. So it's a video. Um, she's sitting in a car with one of her girlfriends and she sees the little boy. He's walking down the street and he's brandishing a fake gun. Mm -hmm. She jumps out the car, walks in front of him, scolds him takes the fake gun for him and they, they do a little back and forth and she ends it with this is why little boys get killed every day and basically that was it he storms off she's like i don't care if you're mad tell your mom to call me um because if not i'm gonna call her anyway and then the little boy storms off she gets back in the car says something along the words of i don't give a shit if he's mad something like that then the video ends but i always talk about be the change that you want to see so tonight's CO's final notice, be that change. This woman put herself in a situation that could potentially went, you know, a whole different different way. She didn't know if the gun was fake or not. All she knew was the boy. And yeah. when she got out the car, she was taking a stand right there on a grander scale, potentially saving him from, from needless violence, whether that be, you know, between him and a rival kid or gang or whether that be him and a cop. We already know in Chicago, major cities, LA, New York, hell, Indianapolis, Detroit, Milwaukee, wherever, these type of things are not going to play out well. If you're walking down the road and you're a minority and a cop thinks you have, have a gun and oh yeah, by the way, you actually do, whether it's a toy or it's real, that's it. Yeah. Like we already know how that's, we've seen way too many variations in that story. We know how that plays out. So I commend this woman for being the change that she wants to see and getting out, potentially exposing herself to harm's way. Luckily, it didn't come. But taking that stand and saying, no, this is bad on a whole bunch of different levels. Um, and you're way too young to think it's cool to be carrying a gun, whether it's real or fake. You don't need to be doing that, and you don't want to put yourself in that situation. No so um, that really hit home. It really touched me. And uh, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I, I always ask that you be the change that you want to see. And uh, this week we found it in this woman. I don't know her name. None of that was, was, was in the video. But it's just the fearlessness, the passion um, that she cares enough about a young child's life that it doesn't end in a way that it didn't have to based off of yeah. a toy gun. Because we know what the community outcry would have been. Another kid killed needlessly, whether it was gun, whether it was gang violence or cops. And oh yeah, by the way, he had a fake gun. They didn't go through the right procedures, whatever. Well, you gave him the ammunition. In that yeah. sense, you can't. You you can almost, you know, what I'm saying, not blame a cop in that situation if a weapon is fired because they see an actual weapon. This ain't a cell phone. This ain't a hairbrush. This ain't yeah. none of the other things that we found. You know, last in the, in the other situations, this was a real gun looking gun, <laughs> right? Yeah. So if a cop rolls up on him and the kid whatever he does anything that he does that that moves his hand toward that gun we already know how that story ends we yeah. already know so perceived as a threat and and that's it the end is the end so um you said in your city something great happened this week and that's in that small little story in the midst of a world where it's nothing but terrible stories i'm glad this lady was not afraid to uh take that take that stance man so that's my final note um first let me apologize because C-O and the doc. Well, the doc, he actually noticed. I forgot about the time change, so 
You know, we usually come at you at 7 Central. Yeah. But now that puts P two hours behind me, so we're going to try 8, 6 Central. I mean, we'll adjust. If, if this is too late, we'll, we might adjust a half hour, maybe do 7.30, 5.30, something like that. We'll adjust um, as, time, as time goes on through the summer. But I totally forgot about that. So that's why we were an hour late, and then we were a few minutes late behind the hour because, shit, nothing was working. Couldn't nothing. log into Facebook. Nothing. And uh, it, mic and check. Every sound check was crazy. Everything was just Shit wild. happens. Shit, Shit happens. happens. So Shit happens. Um, but we appreciate yeah. you tuning in to another episode. Um, we love what we do. Um, we, we enjoy putting together these agendas and coming to your talk. I promise you, I am working on the time, people. Um, I promise <laughs> you. Uh, we're going to set this right. We're going to start aiming for 75 minutes. So, so y'all, y'all hold us accountable. Here, gonna, here's what we're going to do. Here, here's what we're going to do. I'm just going to post a, a question. Do you want it at 7 Central or 8? Okay. And I'll adjust I'll adjust my time. We're going to stick to a, a, a good 75-minute okay. uh, schedule. 75 minutes or less as far as the show. But the time frame, we want to know what's available, what works for, for the listeners to be able to tune in to Facebook Live and, and participate with us. All right. So I'm going to say this. I'm going to put my whole foot in my mouth. But this is how serious I am. Starting next week, 75 minutes or less or CO – will purchase the individual that calls me on the time a t-shirt. All right. So 75 minutes or less starting next week. One of these. Our CO is going to purchase you a t-shirt. That's how that's how important it is. Um, we've gotten that feedback before, but we get on here and we just start fucking rocking. So this is our yeah. last one. It's shooting above 90. I can promise you that. We're going to adjust our agendas. We feel like we get too jam-packed. And sometimes we get... You know, we get over our time hacks because we're talking about so much. We're going to make sure we take the best stories that we can find that week and the best topic of discussion. That's what we're going to bring you next week, starting 75 minutes or less. P, you okay with that? Perfect. All right. Perfect. So we appreciate you listening. Um, All the ones that tuned in, thank you. Give us a few days, um, and you should have this much sooner than you did last week. By the way, Last week's audio is up. I couldn't post on Facebook yesterday. Everybody in the world had a Facebook problem. Yeah. So season... And Instagram. Yeah. I couldn't post anything on Instagram either. That's true. So season two, episode 12 did launch last night. SoundCloud, iTunes. So go check that out if you missed the live show. Or just follow the page and go look up last week's show. This one is about to be posted. And give us a few days and we'll have the audio to you. So uh, we appreciate your time, your energy. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Until next week, see you on the doctor. We out.